If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. In this episode, I'll talk to you about gut dysfunction and autism. This is a big topic, very important. So what we know, at least from the science, but I'm sure you you, you would know yourself if, you're, if your child has gut problems, they're very common in autistic kids. So the research that I've read, which is has been quite extensive, it shows that anywhere between 9% to 91% of autistic study participants had at least one gut problem. Gut problems include things like constipation, diarrhea, reflux, abdominal pain, bloating, and then excessive gas, burping, belching, things like that. So we know, we've known for quite a while that gut problems are very common in autism and in the last 10 years researchers have looked at is there any association between uh, the gastrointestinal symptoms and the severity of the autism. So some researchers have measured autism using one of the the rating scales things like CARS, ADOS, ADI, those, those rating scales and then they've also looked at the gastrointestinal problem prevalence among the, the, you know, the study participants. So several studies have actually found an association that the higher the gastrointestinal problems were, the higher the severity of the autism was in the, in the study participants. Here's a quote from one study published in 2011. The strong correlation of gastrointestinal symptoms with autism severity indicates that children with more severe autism are likely to have more severe gastrointestinal symptoms and vice versa. It is possible that autism symptoms are exacerbated or even partially due to the underlying gastrointestinal problems. There's a a few more that I I quote in in my book, but that's not that's not all. So apart from autism severity, now we I know it's it's not it's quite frowned upon to label kids as moderate or mild or severely autistic because it, it diminishes their ability when you know using things like severe autism 
and it diminishes the challenges they face with things like mild autism. So I'm well aware that these are not, they're very crude uh, labels and tools, but when it comes to science, we need, you know, the researchers need some, some way to quantify everything. So, you know, I, I hope, I hope you're not offended by things like this, but what, what others, other interesting findings researchers have, uh, have discovered is that autistic children with more gut problems can express those gastrointestinal symptoms in emotional and behavioral ways. These include things like irritability, agitation, aggression, non-compliance to requests and oppositional behaviors, tics, and even self-injurious behavior. So think about it. You know, if you have gut problems, are you going to be more happy and cheerful or are you going to be more cranky and irritable? I think it, it's clear that it's almost it's logical that you know gut if your child has gut problems they're going to be more anxious more irritable and, and some kids actually have been seen to to become aggressive to others or to themselves with self-injurious behavior so uh, the the point so far i'm trying to make is that gut problems they're very common and obviously we need to do something about them because they're causing kids uh, unneeded suffering right and the important takeaway from from the research is that gastrointestinal problems will not always be readily identifiable on your part so you might look at your child and they you know they might be pooping okay whatever once a day and not it doesn't look too bad everything is fine you know the stool smells okay and and things like that. So it's difficult to, to 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 kind of say, okay, my child has a gut problem. I need to do something about it without more in-depth testing. The other one is obviously that I just said is if your child has a gut problem, like abdominal pain, especially with younger kids that are that still cannot express their discomfort to you or, or have some communication difficulty in, in, in expressing that discomfort. So you, you need to be cognizant of the fact that a sudden increase in irritability, anxiety, agitation, aggression, things like that, or or challenging behaviors uh, like self-injurious behavior, things like that. If you see that, that is a big clue that there there could be some type of gut dysfunction that you your child might be having, and it might be worth either uh, taking them to the pediatrician or you know whatever practitioner you you're working with. It might be a good time to start talking to them and see, can we investigate further? And I'll show you how to investigate gut problems with testing uh, in later episodes. So that that's all I wanted to start uh, this episode with. I just wanted to give you an overview of, in case you were not aware, how, how important gut function is for health. I'll cover that in future episodes. But how important it is to to just be aware that gut problems could be causing your child, you know, unneeded suffering that you may not be aware of those problems yet. So just before I wrap up the episode, let's quickly talk about what causes those gut problems in the first place. So it's one thing to say, okay, you know, a person has gut problems, but, you know, we need to figure out what is causing those gut problems, right? So the most common Causes or contributors to, to gut dysfunction or gut problems include things like poor diet, intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut, 
gut infections, this is huge in autism actually, as you'll see later. So things like bacteria, bacterial infections, fungal overgrowths, yeast, candida, things like that. Then food allergies or sensitivities, that's another big contributor to gut dysfunction. Inflammation, impaired digestion, digestive enzyme deficiencies, things like that. And then an immune, a dysregulated immune system can also cause gut dysfunction. That's because 70% or so of the immune cells are, are located within the gut. So this is this has been a short episode on gut dysfunction, its prevalence in autism, how gut dysfunction can potentially contribute or exacerbate autism symptoms, how it can cause children to express their discomfort in emotional and behavioral ways, such as agitation, aggression, irritability, and anxiety, and so on and so forth. And then we went over the, the most common underlying contributors or causes to gut symptoms. In future episodes, we'll, I'll show you how to investigate uh, those underlying causes and what you can do about them. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.